Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to this, another episode of the Talking Blues podcast, episode number 38 to be specific. Peter is back for this one, another episode of the Talking Blues podcast, joined by both of my co-hosts, Peter and Alex. We are very excited to bring you this one as Chelsea is coming off of, yet again, another win. Uh, Thomas Tuchel still hasn't allowed a goal by the opposition team, but now has, I guess, allowed his first goal as a Chelsea manager coming off an awful um, own goal by Tony Rudiger. We will get to all of it and our, you know, here in this Chelsea recap. And I guess I'll start off by saying um, Timo Werner looked like he found himself uh, a little bit more in this game against, whoa, wow, against Sheffield United. There we go. Um, you know, he found his form against Sheffield United and he was able to get, obviously, the penalty um, and then he was able to get the assist for the Mason Mount goal. So good job by Timo Werner. Hopefully he, he gets the score goal, not in this upcoming game, because I'm starting a little preview to that, but hopefully he finds his form there. Um, you know, your guys' thoughts on the game. I mean, yeah, first off, basically what you said, he looked like the player we expected him to look like when we bought him. He looked dangerous. He made very, very good runs when he got on the ball. He looked dangerous. Obviously, he had a few good runs. We got crosses into the box. They were solid crosses. No one was there. But he looked dangerous. Getting the pullback assist, winning winning the penalty. I mean, he's just playing much better in this system where he he's not as much... He's not a left winger, so he doesn't have to stay all the way wide. And he's not a striker, so he has to stay central. He just basically has this area where he can just roam around and get the ball back and then dribble forward or just make runs through. And I think that's a good spot for him because he uses what he does best, his pace and his dribbling, and then he can create chances with that. And, I mean, I'll say it now. He was my man of the match. I, I want to see what you guys think because they're obviously Mason Mount could also definitely be there. But I'm going to give it to Timo Warner because, I mean, he, he just played really well. I mean... <laughs> That's all you can really say. He just looked dangerous. And 
obviously, yes, like you did say, Josh, we still technically haven't given up a goal to an opposing team under the Tuchel era. But normally right now, I'd, I'd be really, really angry at Rudiger for doing that and being like, oh, this is why he shouldn't have been starting. But I mean, it was just a careless error. And besides that, I think he was probably our best center back in the game. He made great clearances. He blocked a bunch of shots. He didn't really give up any chances. He just, it was just silly. He just didn't look before he passed it. And I mean, sure, that might have occurred, uh, that might have hurt us against a team that isn't Sheffield, but he played well. He probably, he arguably saved a couple of goals with those blocks. So I think he made up for it. Uh, Also, I do want to say Christensen looked good. He, 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 I mean, uh, he looked okay, at least. I don't think he, he didn't really do anything too special. But, I mean, that's all we really need from him. He's really only there until Thiago Silva can get back. And, I mean, he just needs to not make any real big mistakes. And, I mean, he played the, he he played with the ball really well. He made some good tackles. He recovered well. He defended well. I mean, he did everything that you'd want him to do. Obviously, Thiago Silva probably could have done some most of the stuff better, but I mean, like, he played well for someone that I thought personally coming in. I was like, why is he starting over Zuma? But I mean, I still think he shouldn't start over Zuma, but he he looked good. Uh, also, Kovacic and Jorginho again in the midfield, playing really, really, really well together. They fit well together. I mean, Kovacic in particular is just. He just looks really, really good in the system, too. Just having a bunch of space where he can drop in or push forward. We has basically the entire midfield to operate, where you can just use his really, really good dribbling and passing and kind of move the ball around. That looked good. Uh, obviously, I mentioned it earlier, Mason Mount, probably. I could give my man of the match to him, scoring the goal. He said he'd work on his finishing after the Tottenham game. He did, scored a good goal. I mean, I think we just played well, and I mean, it was weird because this is basically the same score. Uh, it, it was the same feeling as the Spurs game, where where we have a lead, and the opposing team is trying to go attack us, attack us, attack us, get a goal. But I mean, I never really thought that we were gonna give anything up. I never really said I wasn't really scared at all. It was weird, like. In the Tottenham game, I was like sweating. I was like, "Oh, we we're gonna give up a goal." I didn't think it's coming, but I was I didn't ever think that we were in doubt of winning the game, and I think that's just I'm not sure. I think that's just because of how bad we were under Lampard, like seeing at games where we just lose all structure and all uh, all that composure and we just give up a goal. But I mean. Played really well, held on to the lead really well. Still played really good defensively, still haven't given up a goal. I think all around a really good performance, and I think we still can't really tell, even though we played Tottenham and we played Sheffield. I mean, we haven't really played a really great team, and I think, obviously not, not and even we still won't for a while, but there's going to be some important games coming up, and I think that's going to be the real test of how successful the uh, Thomas Ducal is going to be at Chelsea. Yeah, I agree with you, Peter. And just kind of going to some a couple new points that you didn't bring up. I like you said, I you might have said something about Rudiger, but after he made that terrible mistake, he really stepped up 
uh, especially later in, into the game. Um, and, and Mendy had a solid game as well. He had a couple decent saves. So decent defensively. There was definitely we were definitely stagnant going forward. I felt like even though we got um, a couple goals, we weren't really moving the ball quick enough. There wasn't enough, uh, you know, the tempo wasn't right, and I felt like we were kind of getting bogged down behind the ball um, and not being able to, you know, attack and really run at them. But besides that, um, for my man of the match, hmm, I I, I, I want to say Rudiger almost because, like, he played so well after the goal, but I can't do that because he just did so bad with that own goal. So I'm not going to put him... Um, Peter, I believe he said Werner already, so I'm going to go with Andreas Christensen. I know I don't have to differ it up from Peter, but I like to do that anyway. I don't like having the same man of the match. So I'm going to go Andreas Christensen. He had a good game, um, solid defensively, um, and obviously against a couple of those big strikers that they have up there, like McBurney um, for Sheffield. So it, it's definitely hard to handle those guys, um, and he did a very solid job, so I'm going to give him my man of the match. Like uh, Peter, Timo Werner is my man of the match. Um, stats for this game was 69% for Chelsea. Possession controlled that. Uh, once again, shots were 9-3, 3-3 shots on goal. Um, and then now Chelsea will slot into fifth in the Premier League table. So that is good for them. Let's hope to crack top four soon. But obviously we have an FA Cup match that we will cover in just a bit. Um, Chelsea versus Barnsley. We'll get to that in a minute. Last time we played Barnsley was, I believe, in the Carabao Cup. And we have a Kai Havertz hat trick for that one. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens in, in, in this game, um, and if he even starts. Something I do want to add, um, we usually only talk about the Chelsea um, main squad here you know, on the Talking Blues podcast. And something I kind of want to add here, since it is the Talking Blues podcast, let's talk some more blues. Um, this might be a one-time thing. I'll try it out and see how it goes. But I just wanted to put here, um, you know, what we have with all of the Chelsea teams, or mainly just the Chelsea women and obviously the Chelsea Academy, the Premier League Two squad. So maybe this will be like a once a week update thing, but I just want to get to that. So I'll start off with the Chelsea women. They defeated West Ham United women 6 0 in the semifinals for the Continental Tires Cup. Um, the final for that game will be on March 13th. And this weekend, uh, actually same day as the Chelsea game uh, on Super Bowl Sunday, uh, the Chelsea woman lost to the Brighton Brighton women uh, Brighton woman two one. Um, they lost that game, and they sit first in the women's Super League, tied with Man United in points. And then now moving on to the Chelsea Academy players, uh, I think over the weekend they uh, played the Arsenal Premier League two team. They drew at a 2-2 draw there in that game, and they sit in fourth in the Premier League 2 table. So just that, something a little quick um, with that type of stuff. Maybe we'll do that once a week. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Now moving on to the FA Cup. This is going to be the fifth round. Some of the games that are happening around the FA Cup fifth round, Manchester United versus West Ham United, Everton versus Tottenham, Swansea City versus Manchester City, obviously at the Barnsley-Chelsea game, Wolves-Southampton, Leicester City versus Brighton and Hove Albion, um, Burnley versus Bournemouth slash Crawley Town and Sheffield United versus um, Bristol City. So now going on to the Chelsea versus Barnsley game. That game is going to be Thursday, February 11th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then for all you British viewers, that would be 8 p.m. Um, for all of you. I had to think about that one, of course, as I do every week with these. 
Um, Barnsley have won both of their FA Cup meetings versus Chelsea or with Chelsea, winning four in uh four going four and zero in the third round in 1989, and one and zero in the quarterfinal in 2008. And then let's see, I have one more stat here. Chelsea have won four of their last five meetings versus Barnsley in all competitions, including a six nil win home in the League Cup earlier this season, like I mentioned. Um, and that'll be it for, you know, the little stats previews that I have here. Let's go on to my lineup. So starting in net is going to be Keppa once again in this 3-4-2-1 formation. And then my three center backs is going to be Andreas Christensen makes a start once again. Rudiger makes a start once again. And Asby makes a start once again. It's tough here. We're very thin. Tiago Silva is not coming back anytime soon. Tuchel talked about that over the week, saying it would be several days. Um, but he's surely going to be out for this FA, FA Cup game. He said Southampton coming up as a maybe. So we're very we're lacking at that position right now at center back. I don't think we see Zuma in this game. So that is my three. I disagree with you. I think we will see Zuma in this game because I think SP will need a rest. And I also think Duca will want to see uh, or at least get Zuma some fitness back. But I think he'll definitely want to see how he plays in a back three. So I think it's going to be Zuma, Christensen, and Rudiger. And then I I think Keppa will go back in that. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see, like you mentioned, Peter, if Kurt Zuma, if he is fit enough to start. Um, I'm not sure if he will be. That's why I'm going to go with the same one as Josh with Keppa, Net, uh, Aspi, Christensen, and Rudiger. Um, I, I'm just kind of going to take it safe here and assume that Kurt Zuma maybe isn't quite ready yet, but who knows, maybe he will be back. Um, on Thursday, like you predicted, Peter. Um, and for my midfield, for uh, my two wing backs first, I'm going to go Emerson at left wing back. I think um, he's going to get his chance to um, prove himself under Thomas Tuchel. In the center of midfield, actually, I'll go to right wing back first. Right wing back, I'm going to have Callum hudson Adoy. I think he's going to be starting there. Um, obviously, Barnsley, not a great team. Um, you know, obviously, just not at our level. So I think Callum Hudson-Doyle will be more than enough defensively in that area. And in the center of midfield, I'm going to go with Billy Gilmore and N'Golo Conte. Um, and I think Jorginho and Kovacic, that duo, gets a nice little rest. For mine, this this is a tough one. I definitely I think I, we will see Emerson kind of slot up to the left wing back role, give him a, uh, give him a try. I think in the midfield, I think Kovacic and Jorginho will both get rests. Conte will get, obviously, play better against Sheffield after getting more fitness back, I think. He'll start, hopefully, play his first 90 minutes for a while. Billy Gilmore will also come in. And then right wing back is a bit hard because I think a bit, I think, I feel like it, I, I'm, I was debating whether I wanted to put this in my lineup. I think we could see Reese James play as one of the back, uh, one of the center backs in the back three, but I don't have that. I I st- and even then, even though I don't have him in the back three, I still don't know if it's going to be him or Kalamuts and Adoy. But I think I'll have Reese James there at the right wing back spot. And, uh, actually, no, I'll go Kalamuts and Adoy. I think Kalamuts and Adoy will be at the right wing back spot. Didn't start game on as a sub. I think Tuco likes him too much to bench him for two straight games. Yeah, Alex, um, you mentioned that they are not the best team, Barnsley, sitting 12th in the championship. So for me, I'm going to have very similar to both of yours. Left wing back is Emerson. Center midfielders are Gilmore, and he seems to very much like Jorginho, so I don't even think he gives him a rest for this game. But I could also uh, very much see it happening. 
but Ivor Hino there. And then right wing back is CHO Callum Hudson Adoy starting. Um, and also, Christian Polisic isn't starting in this game. He made a public statement about that, um, family issues or something like that. So hopefully, he gets that cleared up and we'll be able to start um, this weekend if needed. But for me, it's going to be Kai Havertz making his return here, maybe getting another hat trick against Barnsley at the left forward position. Right forward position, we haven't seen him much, but Hakeem Ziyech, hopefully he'll be able to start. And then, haven't seen this man either in a while, Tammy Abraham. Uh, not a while, but Tammy Abraham, he's going to get to start. We've seen Giroux start. We've seen Werner start. Let's have our third striker get in there and do some work. It's going to be Tammy Abraham at my striker position. This is another tough one for me because of the amount of people we have at this position again. And I I have no idea. We haven't really seen what Tuka likes to do for a sort of quote-unquote rest game, if, if you want to call it that. So... I think Tammy Abraham will definitely get going there at striker. Hopefully he plays better than he did last time he was in the starting lineup. I also think we'll see Hakim Ziyech again. And then the other spot is where it gets kind of tough because that's where we could have, we could see Mason Mount, we could see Kai Havertz. We could, I mean, we could see uh, Kyle Hudson adore there if Reese James plays right wing back. I think Kai Havertz will play there and hopefully hey i mean he played well against barnsley last time so hopefully he repeats that again so i think kai havertz demi Abraham up top and then hakim ziyech so i'm gonna go with the same front three as you guys um abraham ziek and uh kai havertz I- i'm not sure if ziek's gonna start i feel like you could see someone like tino andrin in there um maybe under tuchel gets his chance um, under Tuchel, at least. Obviously, we saw him under Lampard at Krasnodar. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with that front three, and hopefully they do a nice job. Obviously, Ziyech hasn't, uh, you know, has kind of struggled since coming back from that injury. So, hopefully, he will be back to his best very soon. For my score prediction, I'm going to go for a 3-0 Chelsea win. Kepa keeps a clean sheet. Rudiger doesn't give up an own goal. And Ziyech scores one. Havertz scores one, and Abraham scores one, and that's my prediction, yeah. All all three of our front three score. I also think it's going to be a 3-0 win. I also think Kepa will keep a clean sheet, unless, I think, unless Christensen messes up, I think he'd be someone that would do it instead of Rudiger. I think Rudiger would be too careful to do it this game. I could see Christensen messing up, though. Or, Or, let's be real, Kepa could do something stupid, but... I still think it'll be 3-0. I'm confident enough. And uh, just because I said it earlier, I did say Kai Havertz played well against Barnes the first time. He obviously scored a hat-trick. I think he'll score another hat-trick. 3-0 win for Chelsea. All goals, Kai Havertz. You know what? I'll go I'll go 2-0 win for Chelsea. Um, I'm not going to be as positive, of course. You know, I, I did it recently, and it actually was... Okay, so, but I'm going to go 2 no one for Chelsea, a little, little more humble. Um, look for an episode from us on, over the weekend, we're going to have a game against Newcastle on Monday, so look for one on Saturday or Sunday, more like, uh, I'll say Saturday, uh, that episode will be out. Next week as well, um, we're going to have a little bit, not really much of a break, um, Chelsea's going to be playing a lot, but 
from Monday till the game on Saturday, February 20th, they're going to be playing Southampton. So in that middle week episode, little preview to Southampton match, we're going to, or Alex and Peter will be getting their all decade team for Chelsea. So uh, of the 2010s, their favorite players, they'll put it in one lineup and they'll let us know. Um, so, so we'll have that next week. So look forward to that. Look forward to our next episode. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe, uh, mainly on Apple Podcasts. On Apple Podcasts as well, drop a five-star rating and review. And then go on Twitter, give us a follow at Talking Blues Pod, and also a follow at the Giant Take Pod. That's a Giants podcast that Alex and I do. Peter's been on there before as well there. So check it out. Um, and wherever you're listening, Share with one friend, share on your social medias, tag us at the giant or talking blues pod. Um, and obviously that will be it. Um, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next time with another Chelsea talking blues episode. to the all 80s movies podcast i'm bill and i'm jason and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters the flops and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies the 1980s so whether you're a brain a jock a valley girl or a jedi we've got some 80s classics for you do these movies stand the test of time are we discovering something new is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.